Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Gareth Parker from Salusaland with me as always. We're going to be hearing from the Swindon end. God knows what we're going to talk about though. We were going to have Andy Dawson with us in the studio today. Um, He's unfortunately got work commitments, which he couldn't get out of, and he is keen to come on the show in recent weeks. Um, don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, because I would have had to edit him. <laughs> you know, his name's Profanity, Profanity Swan on Twitter for a reason, I think. But uh, that would have been fun. But I'm sure me and Gareth, he'll are, come on. He'll come on sometime soon. Yeah, no bother. We, we we're gonna have to. So we're gonna have to wing it a little bit tonight, me and Gareth. We didn't haven't got an agenda as much um what I suppose it's as static as normal because of the well there's only really one thing we can talk about this week and I suppose you know you just gotta get your feelings out there about how you feel about the whole situation without necessarily you know sticking to a, a schedule. So we're gonna go straight into it. Um I know that y- your opinion has sort of fluctuated all week, Gareth it's yeah. went up and down about things but we 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 st- Start from the beginning, um, when when the news broke through that Paolo Di Canio had been given the job, what was your initial reaction? My initial reaction? Yeah. Honestly? Yeah. Um, I think it was, don't let that fascist anywhere near my football club. Right. That's honest. That's what I, That was my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on from that, and I made that clear, abundantly clear in various forums or, you know, internet Twitter, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So that's all there. Nobody can, you know, say if they're bothered about what I've got to say, mine. But nobody can say, "Oh, well, you're backtracking, you're backtracking," or oh, "You've said this, you've said that." I'll just mm-hmm. give my. It's a very emotive issue for a number of reasons because, you know, Sunderland Football Club is a very important part of my life. It's a important part of a lot of people's lives. We wouldn't be sitting here doing this if we didn't care about Sunderland Football Club and we're interested yeah. in football. Um. But obviously, my background personally, growing up, um, and some of my social um, experiences, I was in bands for many years who were punk and ska bands, and I've met many people, and our, you know, our um, sort of opinions regarding some of the stuff that was reported regarding De Canio when it all first came out, and it's been that that information regarding De Canio has been in the public domain for a long time. Um, that was something that instantly my reaction was I don't want him anywhere near the football club for those reasons mm-hmm. um, and I decided to do a little bit of research I went further into it um, you know he's claimed he's been misquoted there is evidence to suggest he's been misquoted um, there's evidence to suggest he hasn't been misquoted 
Yeah. Um, there's evidence to suggest he just makes it up as he goes along. There's evidence to suggest he doesn't make it up as he goes along. Um, <laughs> it, there's so much out there. I think you know that I don't think the British press have helped particularly in in some regards, um, both on in the written respect and the you know on, on the on the radio as well. Um, you know BBC Radio Five Live. They were a prime example of somebody who went steaming in there, getting opinions left, right, and centre from people regarding Pablo de Canio. Well, you know, they're questionable in themselves because why would you employ your man um, to write a column well, for this, your website? This is the whole thing, I suppose, the way it's been blown out, um, blown up like a, yeah. some sort of circus. Um, I, I suppose maybe I was a little bit naive to start with because I'll be, I'll be honest, I didn't instantly, you know, um, have the same sort of caution as you did, what you're talking about there. But um, it did cross, obviously cross my mind, the, the fascism thing, especially when a couple of people mm-hmm. started talking about it straight away. Yeah. However, I was always, you know, I, I read his book some time ago, years and years ago, So, and yeah. I remember the salute incident and everything, and I remember reading around this subject at the time, initially at that time, thinking, I can't believe he's done that, what's he done that for? <coughs> so I... You know, again, naively, possibly, uh, was a little bit surprised about how much it blew up, the extent it blew up too, because I had probably already made my come to the conclusions what a lot of people are starting to come to now, previous to this, and also the, just the fact that he's been working in this country as a manager mm. for nearly two years at Swindon. Now, I I will get annoyed if anybody you know keeps using the. The, the defence and saying well it doesn't matter it's a Premier League now because yeah. I think I don't I, agree with that it's insulting yeah. it's insulting yeah. to pe- to fans to staff of League 1 and League 2 and I suppose I always thought well you know if there was issues that you know kick it out and, and, and other campaigns and, and other Premier League managers chairmen the press had issues with, with everything what he'd said then that should have yeah. been addressed then so I think that I think that one of the things that was my main bugbear, and I would say that I did come around a bit on some of the stuff he'd said because I did think he'd been misquoted and he hadn't mm-hmm. been truly represented. He hadn't been truly represented. If if people if people want to make a judgment about somebody based on what they've said and what they've done, that's fine. But they've got to be given the opportunity to to present themselves properly. Mm-hmm. And if people are just going to take snippets from here and there and then put force that down people's throats with agendas then that isn't fair on that person, whether he's a fascist or not. Yeah. Because, you know, we're talking about democracy and, and you know, when you're talking about fascism, and that isn't a democracy. That That's telling people what to think, mm-hmm. and, and that's not fair, and that's not fair on him. But I will say that the, the image, you can't get away from that, the image I'm talking about, and you know what image I'm talking about, and everybody yeah. will know. You can talk about Roman salutes, you can talk about Nazi salutes, you can talk about, you know, pre World War Two, Italian socio-political, whatever. No, you know, I'm no expert in you know pre-World War Two Italian socio-political agendas, as you might, you know, I don't know if you know that, but um, <laughs> you know, you just you don't know from their cultural perspective what they're thinking. Um, I know Gabriel Marcotti's written a lot recently. He's written some very informed articles, and I'd be inclined to go along with a lot of what he says. Mm. But at the same time, you know, you can. What you're looking at is a man standing there doing that salute in front of 10,000 people who've got a reputation. And British football fans will know going over there that they've got a reputation. Mm-hmm. And they're st- stand, st- standing there with banners which depict messages that will not repeat because everybody will know what those messages are. And he's doing that salute. Mm-hmm. Now, whether he thinks whether he thinks 
like them or doesn't think like them are two entirely different things. He's doing it and mm. it's there and he's going to be judged on that and that's a fact. You can't get away from it. I, I and no matter, no matter how much he denies it, I mean, I've gone around and round in this and I was coming round to the Canio and I'm not saying I haven't. I'm not saying I have. It's very diff- It's a very difficult and emotive situation. I'm trying to understand where he's coming from because in his life... You'll see stuff, and you'll think, "Well, how can he be?" But you can't get away. From, you can put flowers around his neck and stuff some poor Perry up his backside, but he, it's still gonna—it's still gonna be a man standing doing that salute in front of a load of people, yeah. displaying negative messages about religion, race, and and anti-Semitism, and that's—that's that's what it is, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I, it's, it's, it's understandable, and and you know, and like I said to you earlier on in the week, you know, there's no way I was defending that salute. No, no, or, I don't or, think or any. Anything. I don't think. I don't think you know anybody can. Def- it's indefensible, yeah. mm-hmm. and I think that's a worry. I think a lot of worries about people mm-hmm. latching onto it. If as people a, see as him as a figure, as I said, I'm probably thinking about this because I'm not being ignorant towards that whole thing, what he's done, and the images and everything. What you talk of, but. As I said, I've I've always uh, took an interest to Tucanio because I liked him as a player. So okay. I read his book some time ago, and I, the salute things in 2005. I was reading up on that then, you know, in his defence and the like. And I suppose the reason why you, I was kind of okay instantly okay with his appointment and didn't automatically think, oh, mind you, this is this is Tucanio being mm. fascist, is because he'd already defended himself said explain what they were they, they were stupid there was no you yeah. know there's no and, and Gabriel Marcotti who was his friend let's not forget touches upon that and says yeah. it, was, it was stupid it, you, you can't do it in modern football you should have you know he should have thought outside the box and thought what's this going to look like it got carried away in the situation maybe again it's not excusing it but because he said he, he'd been misquoted and everything and he defended and, and it comes down to a situation where you know you believe him or you don't mm. and I suppose because I have but he's always open to you know you're always going to be judging him now on his actions and this was eight years ago and if if somebody of those beliefs um, they, they couldn't live unscathed for this amount of time I think and you know if there was something reflective of those opinions in his everyday actions examples of discrimination discriminative behaviour in the form of former teammates or former players yeah. come out and saying this or that it well, would have, it would have you would have thought especially the way the media have been will have been digging for this stuff now in the last couple of days that it would have come to the forefront so I'm prepared you know to I just think who we to <coughs> disbelieve him we, I, I, we've I don't got know, to sort of give him the benefit of the doubt it, it, just you, judging off his actions you surely. can you, you can I mean he says judge him on who he is as a person, but that same person still did all that stuff that we've discussed previously, regardless of the fact that he's done lots of good stuff. I'm sure he has done lots of good stuff. It's interesting, he names certain people as his friends and they've come out and spoke reasonably well of him. Um, I know there was a story regarding Rio Ferdinand this morning, even Ferdinand came out and sort of rubbished that, so fair play. I know that Shaq Hislop fell out with him over the salute thing, though, because De Canio couldn't explain it to, to Hislop rationally. Like mm-hmm. Hislop didn't believe that the Canio fully understood the implications and that's an interesting thing but is ignorance an, an excuse for, for actions and well, I don't think it is because he's quite a well read person and he doesn't seem like a stupid man mm-hmm. whether or not he's a, a, a you know, mentally irrational person whether or not he's a you know erratic person whether he's had um, I know he's had uh, Mark Hottie touching the fact that he'd had um, some sort of um, psychological 
problems, didn't he, regarding his panic attacks and stuff like that. I, I, I don't know, or almost element of bipolar. I don't, I, I don't know if I'm misquoting people there. So, right. um, but that you know, that could be something. But at the, at the same time, and I also like to say that. So he released a statement eventually, and a lot of the information that is probably in that statement was already in the public domain if if it was researched. Yeah, um, well, that's 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 the that's the thing. Yeah, that me. that also is the thing. But you know, I don't think Sunderland Football Club have handled the situation particularly well at all. Well, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what Sunderland, how, what Sunderland Football Club did not handle very well at all was the initial no, statement that not, they no. put out. Not necessarily theirs, even though they didn't in hindsight. You know, when they were trying to say, OK, we don't want to talk about this kind of thing, because the, you can always argue that if you haven't got a case to answer, then you shouldn't have to yeah. get involved in this trial by media scenario, uh, I suppose. But at the same time, the statement what they put out and credited to De Canio was a question when his first interview got put on the official website and there was one of the lads who worked with the club just doing, you know, firing a few questions at him and he brought up the fascism thing I suppose as he had to and De Canio just answered that question as a response kind of in broken English a little bit yeah. do you know what I mean and it wasn't the most fluent and articulate response and what on earth went on in somebody's brain to then transcribe that audio mm. and put that on the website as an official statement from the manager yeah. that defies belief for me and that that is the one thing they seriously got wrong yeah. and uh, at least when his second statement came out that was in you know a proper statement form and he's he's got yeah. other points he's denied the thing is as well the media was saying okay just say it, just answer the question, just answer the question, just answer the question. This is all ambiguous in, yeah. in we are researching one thing, people are researching another, so he needs to come out and just answer the question. And yeah. to be fair, he has, he has done. He's answered the question. I don't, I don't agree with the way the media went about trying to get the information out of him anyway for a number of reasons we've already touched on. Certain, certain people have come out and decided that they're going to go down this angle and they want the story to run and run. And they, you know, they, they're going to pursue this, but... You know, the hip, it's the hypocrisy. It's, there's mm-hmm. a lot of hypocrisy of from various from various media sources, news sources, and that's a fact. It's just, it's as fact as people want to believe the Canio's a fascist based on what they've seen, or what, or he isn't based on what they've seen. It's a fact that information was missing from articles that have been used in it and, and distributed in a certain way and made available to the general public to make their minds up about a person in a certain way. And that's a fact. You can't get away from it. And there's a hypocrisy in the sense that the BBC employed the bloke yeah. and they did that and then they're attacking him now. Well, where's their morals? They paid exactly. licence pays money, goes goes to pay his wages for that column and they didn't consider drilling him a bit before before they gave him that job well, because they want, they want people... You get... I mean, you get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna name this guy actually because he really annoyed me, and it's the most racist thing I've ever heard in this whole debate. Mm-hmm. A gentleman called Mark Metcalf went on the radio the other day, and he made a statement regarding the Canio and Short, and said that they should take their culture and get back to their own countries. <laughs> and this is somebody who said that he was an ex-chairman of the Sunderland Anti-Racism Society. Yeah. And you've got people coming out in the general public. It's it's turned people crazy. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous and it's emotive. It's upsetting. It's it's been. You know, this week all I've thought about is Paolo Di Canio. I never thought I'd be saying that mm-hmm. last Friday. Well, I'm going to think about Paolo Di Canio next because that's you, what's happened, and it's 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 upsetting. It's sad. And do, do you think that David Miliband made it worse? Yes, absolutely, and he's another one as well. I yeah. mean, he he's another one. I, I don't know what he's getting on his moral high horse. I mean, look what he did. Mm-hmm. He he voted for a, an illegal well, war. Suppose you you would like to hit, took 150 uh, uh, grand. My issue with it is my issue with work. it is, and to be fair, to be fair to the local journalists, the ones who were supposed to be impartial and don't spot either Sun and Newcastle, by the way, <laughs> right? 
Um, <laughs> heard things with my own ears, by the way. But anyway, um, to be fair, a lot of them they seem to be happy with yeah. the fact that he's came out and said this now. The Nationals, a lot of the Nationals aren't, which yeah. is probably predictable. You kind of expected <clears> that <throat> within seconds of him making his statement, they were coming out and saying, well, I'm afraid that's not enough. And you, you, you can understand it to an extent because it's you know it's their job and all that stuff. And But it, it, no matter how tedious some people think it is, it, it was always going to happen. But um, as I said, the, the, the local journalists do appear don't they to have, yeah. have, have accepted that I think some of it definitely eased off on, and I think there's, there's some papers local papers you know we're, we're quite fortunate in the sense that they don't go overboard they don't go over the top and they, they're quite balanced in what they do mm-hmm. um and we got more balance from the from the local media definitely than uh, than, the, than the nationals. Again, and again, so the I mean, my problem with it when the nationals is, I suppose, it depends when they start coming out now and, and they're making it clear they're not going to let this lie and they're pursuing it more and more and more. That to me, just that's presenting their obvious obvious yeah. agenda to to, to to the to the world and to the pre, and to the readership and I'm not sure that's right at all because the, it's, defe- it's defeating the object of the initial argument. Their agenda is to make news. Yeah, but and I'm talking. I'm talking that, about. Yeah. I'm talking about a lot of their political, say, personal they'll, political oh, yeah. agendas. But they'll say they'll say whatever they like. To, to, there's, there's radio stations out there who assign, you know, purposefully opposing opinions to people just to cause an argument, because mm-hmm. it gets people interested. Well, it gets people, people listening. People would be in within their right to say to a journalist who's maybe pushing out a, you know, a, a far left wing agenda or whatever through his words. Would it be right to say it to him? If you voted for Labour post two thousand and three, then you're a hypocrite, and you're, I, I want you to explain why you think it's okay to go and war in Iraq and all the like. I don't want to get too far into this. We're yeah, get but back that, yeah, but you know they're never going to do that because that's nowhere near as interesting as calling mm-hmm. somebody fascist, but whether would, they are but, but, or not. Would people be within the right? I think. Well, I don't know. I mean, would there, is you know it, can you can you be within your right to start bullying people? I mean, I mean the. Well, a lot, le- of this is, a lot of this was, is bullying. This it, it, a lot of this I think, is bullying, it, I think it has been. I think yeah, the, line, exactly. the line has been bullying. I think it's very, very much so. But De Canio will live. He's a, he's a big boy, and he'll live and die by the decisions he makes. And he's made some stupid decisions in his past with things he's done. No matter what he says, he's done things, physically done things. He's got stuff physically written on his body, and people are all, pe- people are well within the rights to interpret that the way they want to. No matter how much he's denies it. I want to move on to something actually about, we were talking about this before and, and you were saying about how people go into football matches now, people go into Sunderland to watch the game and I agree with you, you were saying basically that if, if somebody decided not to go because of this then I wouldn't go on, jump on the back mm-hmm. and I, I do agree with that I think people people are entitled to their opinion, they're entitled to vote with their feet on, on, any, on anything and uh, I don't think it's fair if, if other supporters are going to start Having a go at people for not going if they choose not to go because of this, it's you know it's let's not be too blind about it. Everyone's got to make their own personal choice based on the information presented to them, and I think you know eventually things will things will die down. But it could all you know it's it's an emotive topic people mm-hmm. are passionate about, and people say football and politics don't mix mm-hmm. well. You know, it when Sunderland it's such a big community football club. I think I think it does in this instance, and mm-hmm. I think it's it's really difficult to get away from. All, it. all I will say, one thing I will say in defence of the club is that I, I can I can understand why 
Di Canio refused to speak when he was being hustled and yeah. the, the way he was because at the end of the day, remember, he's he's not English, he's speaking in English. Of yeah. course, he's lived for a long time, so he can do it, but it's still broken. And, yeah. and and I can understand why he didn't want to, maybe he probably could have articulated himself in the way he would have wanted to, and he could have easily been caught out with something. And I understand, and I do appreciate, respect the way that... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Club, you know, They've been getting a lot of criticism, so they did eventually say, "Okay, let's let's go on and put this statement now." But I, I suppose I'd, I'd like to end. We want to move on to football. I, I suppose I would just end on this and the Durham Miners incident. I, I a lot they've been getting a little criticism from all angles, and but I will say that once they have now came and said because they were the one the ones who said, "Okay, just answer the question and we'll be fine with it." And mm. to be fair, he answered the question and they issued the statement that said. The fact that Canio has come out and said this is a fantastic result for all Sullen supporters. We respect what he's now saying and take him on face value that his words are the truth. Now, I think it's fair that that is fair and that's the bottom line, really, because he has argued all these things already. You agree with him or not, you take what he says, judge him by his actions, you take what he says as face value or you don't. It's up to you. If you don't, then you don't. You don't want to go yeah. to the match. That's fine. I would never criticise you, or or you do. And that yeah. uh, the, that now is the bottom line. Yeah, but I mean, the Durham Miners can come with that hypocrite cat for me as well. So mm-hmm. I mean, are they going to take the picture of Lennon off the flag? Are they? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's like... an, if we're going to start having a pop at one person, everyone's open now. Well, that's it. Fill your boots because that, that, you're going to start. Well, you've got to have a go at one man. You've got to have a go everyone. That's why I'm saying the bottom line is we've yeah. all done our research, or we should have. And the end of the day. He's come out, you know, I'm personally happy with certain, certain things that you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the end yeah. of the day, I've decided, you've decided. You, you get the evidence, you decide what you want, yeah. and and that's it. So we'll move, we, we, we move on. Sort of on a semi-positive. I, I, from a personal point of view, Sunderland Football Club is a, a difficult bond to break for me. And it, it won't over this. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, I mean, I don't, you don't know what's going to happen in the next few weeks. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if, you know... I, I worry, you know, I worry about you know clashes outside the stadium. People who actually don't want to go to the match, who are interested in getting this all drummed I'd, up and starting stuff. I'd and be then, amazed. I'd be, per, I'd be amazed personally. Well, I, I hope, I hope, I hope I, it doesn't happen. I, I, I hope really, it doesn't I happen. I really, really can't. Say, and that would defeat everything they stand. Like that would defeat the purpose of their objectives anyway. Because if it did start to get like that, then the club would act. And they, they would, would and yeah. they would get rid of the manager, which would, would just defeat the object of the whole point in, in staging these rallies in the yeah. way in the, in the first place because it would just show people that that doesn't win. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to get on a football. <laughs> okay, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, this has, you know, whichever way you look at it, seemed to spark life into Sunderland fans in the fact that 
it sort of created this siege mentality. Now, again, mm. we're not going to get into the politics and that whether that's right and or right or wrong, but it has, and it seems to, and De Canio's passion himself um, seems to have ignited some sort of spark within the Sunderland supporting community. Now, if he's went and met the players and the players have took an instant liking to him, which you could believe was, you know, that that seems, you know possible doesn't it mm. because if he, he does seem to have a, like a sort of infectious personality yeah. at least short term we're talking here if the players have took that on board it's created this sort of siege mentality and if that's reflected through the players then it gives us a little bit of a chance doesn't it I think it does I think the first thing I think a difficult thing is I think we're going to probably start this weekend we've got a chance to start this weekend in the bottom three um, which you know isn't a particularly positive thing to start and then it makes it a bit more difficult uh, to to get out of it once you're in it, uh, and that's going to be the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just <clears throat> I don't know anything about the Canio as a football manager. Well, I don't we're going to find out. Know, so. I don't know. So. You know, it's yeah. difficult. It's difficult to to um, to judge it really. I think let's let's just say about like the man, the forgotten man, Martin O'Neill. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Martin O'Neill's gone, and he was the saviour. He was. It was the match made in heaven, the one we'd all waited for. Well, so maybe. This, and it just this, didn't. This, it just didn't. Does, it just didn't happen. And you know, that still, I think I'd like. I think a lot of fans would like to extend the thanks to Martin for last season yeah. for keep basically kept us up. Um, but it just hasn't worked out. It's such a. I think that's a. That's another kick after like getting the getting the Canio, untried manager at this level and the baggage and losing that. The, that you know the the man who was gonna you know take us to the next the level. Si- the similarities it's such between a, such a disappointment, yeah. such a shame, and it was such a shock that he went. In some respects, maybe not in others. Mm-hmm. I think with, with the O'Neill, I was um, I, w- I was surprised as anybody when he got sacked. And but it is one of those things where if you just take a back step and have a look at the way the whole city, the stadium, and everything has been, how flat the performance levels have been, how flat the crowd have been, and everything. Then it will be hard to argue with it. The timing and the appointment, you know, the subsequent appointment were uh, certainly risky. That that that's for sure. But I suppose we'll just have to wait and see with that. Yeah. Short term, as I said, short term. The similarities between De Canio and Roy Keane stand out yeah. straight away. Uh, this, you know, somebody with it, with this kind of aura. I suppose De Canio of anything obviously had more experience than what Roy Keane had. But short term, it fills me w- with positivity. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I think okay. that he could spark the players in life to, to get a performance out of this last seven games I to think keep us up. But he'll definitely wear his heart. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't if we, if we score against Newcastle. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, yeah. Exactly. Jump, jumps in, climbs to the fifth level of St James's mm-hmm. Park, and jumps in with the fans or something like yeah. that. You know, that, in, uh, initially, initially, long-term worries. I'll be honest, his transfer policy, and we're going to mm. find out more because we're going to speak to a Swindon fan. Well, he's talking about in a, in a the, the, the same day that, that basically they're going to get a director of football, aren't they? Yeah. This summer, I mean, but anybody denied yesterday, and he said he told the Echo that he was hoping that he thought he was going to be involved in the transfers. So. He, he will be involved, but mm-hmm. I mean, there'll be. I mean. I, did Liverpool have a director of football? Tottenham have a director of football? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, I'm fine. Like, like you say, nothing else has worked for us. So it's, it's, it's different. You, you, we've just got to go. We've got no choice but to we're go. Talking about stru- we've talked about putting structures as a football club in place before. Mm-hmm. To, you know, who, no matter who the manager is, having somebody come in and, and a director of football is somebody quite good f- for that. Is that you've got a little bit of consistency at that level. Somebody who's seen things over... Um, even if managers change and, and players change, and the director of football and Vivaldi in, in player change, but it's it's 
an identity of a football club in, in the sense of the way they play. Well, and, 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 and that's something maybe they're trying to build. Um, will they be able to, when, when De Canio goes, <laughs> would, would they be able to replace him? Depending on his style, you just don't know. Well, it's, a gamble, it's, it's a gamble. It's a gamble by It's a gamble by Alex Short. A he's he's gambled, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, of course he has. He's gone for bit, it. We just hope it's not the the well, same road. Well, we're going. We're going down. We're going. We're going down under O'Neill. It was. You couldn't see where the next win was. You coming couldn't. From, it was could just pedestrian. It was like Flat. whimpering, Flat. Zombi- whimpering Flat. zombies. Just mm-hmm. you know what you know. Somebody, I think it was Scott Wilson from the Echo. Could be wrong. Um, from the uh, Northern Echo. Sorry. Um, said that it was sleepwalking towards relegation. I yeah. think that was. A, a it looked no, but you know, for, for everything we heard about O'Neill off his former players going back in the day and everything about how much they wanted to play from and the like, you just couldn't see that. You couldn't see that in the pitch, and hopefully that will change now. And um, we're gonna, we are gonna get a Swindon perspective because um, we need one. <laughs> yeah, basically because he'll, he'll be know, able to shed some light on the situation. Hopefully, yeah, exactly. So. I am going to now, well, what, what I will tell you is regular listeners of the programme, so all five of you, um, will be aware that we had Steve Colwell on the phone one week, uh, the first week. It obviously sounds like Steve Colwell used to play for us. Then we had Gary Gowers, which is an even more ridiculous sounding um, name, similar to Gary Gowers, of course. Then we did actually get a, an ex Sunderland player on, Darren Williams, so we're in the right direction. Would you believe it? We have Adam Johnson this week. <laughs> Now, Adam, you can actually confirm that you are a Swindon Town fan and not um, the Adam Johnson who will currently be dying a little bit more <laughs> inside every time he hears Paulo de Canio says how hard he likes his players to work on the field. Um, yeah, I can confirm I'm not the same Adam Johnson. I wish I was. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, sadly, sadly I'm not. But I guess uh, someone's got to have the... Uh, Best left peg uh, out of the two, Adam Johnson. It looks like he he's won. So. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, we're going to go straight into this, Adam. Um, this obviously, w- what was your initial, you know, uh, response when you heard the news of Paolo Di Canio being given the job at Sunderland? Was it were you, were you surprised that he got a Premier League job? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I got. Um, I think I saw the news that O'Neill left uh, Saturday night, something like that. And instantly, I just thought to my mind, Paolo would love that job. Did you? And then, sure as you know, as a thought, uh, Sunday night, I was reading that Paolo had took the job. So it wasn't any sort of great surprise to me. It's the sort of situation you'd crave, I think. Yeah. He would love, he would absolutely love to take over and be the hero there. That would be the Canio's kind of mindset there. That's what he wants from this situation, I believe. No, it's obviously caused somewhat of a stir because of, you know, you, you don't need me to explain that to you. Um, was it? Was it... Now, it's often said it wasn't like that at Swindon, it wasn't like that at Swindon. Now, I'm sure it was, and I'm sure the questions regarding this whole fascism thing were asked, just not to the national level, which they are for a Premier League club. So, was it raised, um, was it raised, sorry, when he, when he, when he came in, Adam? Um, no, I don't think it was uh, weird when he came in. I mean, he took, got the job, and I mean, a lot of fans, I think, kind of knew. Hello? <laughs> Adam? Hello? Okay, um, we'll try to get Adam back on there. Um, if not, we'll get him on another week because um, we're running well, out of time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh well, that's not one yeah. but two. Guests so that's, that's now, yeah. one Swindon perspective, I guess. On yeah, it. well, that's it. You know, silence. 
mm-hmm. shocked, stunned he's, silence. He's, he's that he's he's that disgusted about the whole thing. He's decided to <laughs> that come disappointed. He's decided, he he's this, decided to he? give us the Man. ultimate snub. Not only will I yeah. just say no, I'm not coming on. I'm going to go on and then just stop mid conversation. He's so disappointed about De Canio yeah. <laughs> not being manager of Swindon anymore. Yeah. He just can't physically mm-hmm. talk about it. I, think I suppose what, what one the only thing that did come through there was. His lack of surprise that if De, if De yeah. or get get in a, a wanting a, to have the yeah, job mm-hmm. and get in the job, I suppose you know that's all the noises that come from down Swindon that everybody mm. thinks you know he was great and nothing but a positive influence there. We're gonna have to try and crack on here. Then we, we'll spend five minutes discussing what we do know about uh, Paolo De Canio. He's came out and he said that he's a four-four-two man. Shock, horror, <laughs> gasp. <laughs> will he t- will he play four-four-two at this level? Well, that's that's the. The thing, but he he has said it since he's had the job. I believe I'm I'm a four four two man, isn't he? Or am I wrong? I don't. I know. thought I'd read that somewhere. I've I'm missed that. I've missed the football information. Mm-hmm. Some I don't know how. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like it's lost. anything it's, else. Uh, yeah. No, it's lost in there somewhere. The football information. Well, um, yeah. he's a four four two man. Let's let's. What would constitute a good result for Sunderland at Chelsea? Bearing in mind we're not expecting us to go there mm. and get a result, no matter. Who was in charge? You know, one Steve Bruce three 0 freakish result aside at Stamford Bridge, we aren't going to go to Chelsea and get a win. We can't afford, though. You would have thought to go there and get absolutely thumped. Yeah, yeah, like you know, five or six nil. Yeah, I, I don't think that would have happened anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Well, but I think uh, I think it'll be it's the level of the performance. I think that people be interested in the level of motivation and whether or not. He'll change things. Whether he'll be start pressing, will he? Will he press higher up? I was reading that he does like to like like to press. He's telling Chris Young was tweeting today. It's going to be in in the Echo as well that he you know his philosophy is very attack minded. Yeah, very you know press when you haven't got the ball. Yeah, get the ball. They like yeah. They like pressing. Like like Sunderland fans like pressing. That's something that's well. Like, that's everything. What everything what I have read about him does does yeah. does appear to be. You know, something what some fans would take on board. A lot mm. of press, a lot of pressing, as you see, off the ball and attack, create chances, look to create chances all the time. A lot of people said Martin O'Neill would do that, mind. Yeah, and it didn't obviously no. end up like that. I suppose it's going to now, it's going to highlight what kind of influence and what kind of tactical input Martin O'Neill yeah. actually had, because a lot of the time people were criticising O'Neill. You know, people, the cynics were saying. He do, he doesn't get on the front foot, and I said to you, you know, a couple of weeks ago, even the games where it appeared we were on the mm. front foot, it wasn't that at all. It's just because the other teams weren't very good at keeping the ball, so because yeah. our counter attacks were more fluent and frequent, whatever, they, it made it look like that. So that's not something he always came out and denied that and said, I want us to get on the front foot more. So the proof's going to be in the pudding here, you would imagine. If a if we have a couple of home games, you know, against Everton and then against Stoke or whoever it is, and we've got Southampton coming, I'm not sure which order it is to be honest. If we can't dictate those games, and Tacanio comes out and says, "Look, I, we I wanted us to dictate them games and we couldn't," then it leaves us under no, you know, no doubt that it's the players. Mm. Yeah, I, I, well, it will be the players because we've talked about the players. We, we know what they're like. It's how is he going to? How is he going to be able to bring their their strengths, if they have any, in some <laughs> respects, out? Uh, and utilise those. I know you spoke. Apparently, Matt Ritchie, who's uh, quite a big player for Swindon, and that's the reason he left when they sold him. Yeah. Um, he used to. He played him as like an inverted winger. So, if he's playing him as an inverted winger, 
is that something he might look to exploit with Johnson? Is he, you know, I was reading as well. He kind of likes to play like one orthodox w- winger on one yeah, side with an I've overlapping fullback, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. a winger, an inverted winger on the other side. The overlapping fullback thing is interesting. Crossing from deep. Yeah, the overlapping fullback yeah. thing is interesting because that obviously that Danny Rose screams yeah. out at you when you hear that. But that would work as well if you wanted to play Johnson on the right, cutting in from deep, and then Rose is your overlapping yeah. winger on, mm-hmm. the, on the left side. But I suppose again, the only thing I, you know, when I when I read about this was. That he likes one winger to do a lot of defensive cover as well, like mm. cover for the overlapping fullback. Which, the, out of all the wingers we McLean, have, yeah, McLean. You would, but that would be your orthodox think. side because you'd have McLean on the left, which yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Rose is your overlap, yeah. and then you'd have the, the one cutting in from the right, which would be Johnson or I guess Cessignon. Well, Cess would have to be on the what left. I like, one uh, to what I think is interesting about Cessignon is what the one thing that's always struck out his time at Sunderland is how hard he is to define as a player. Mm. Um, in regards to what position you could play him, Paolo De Canio was 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 he that different really? I mean, I know he generally played up front, but he wasn't one. He wasn't an orthodox yeah, striker, he and he, he was a number ten. Really, yeah, really. Mm-hmm. but he didn't know. He, you know, you'd see him get played out wide and mm-hmm. the occasion, and he could drop in the midfield as well. So you think he he liked. If anybody could relate to him, maybe and understand what he's all about, you would you would like to hope maybe there's something there. Maybe, but I think. You know, De Canio played with a, a level of intensity that you've never seen in Cessignon. Yeah. And I think that was a big aspect of his game. De Canio was a, a fantastic player, um and I hope, you know, he can he can be a fantastic manager in in you know, for Sunderland. Um yeah. only time will tell. Um but yeah. We're gonna be able to answer more questions or discuss more after Sunday, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna be is he going to be able to get them up to speed in, you know, th- three games time? Are we going to be going in the last four games, which have got our most winnable games, um, in the relegation zone? I think probably. Um, can we get out of it? You know, only time will tell. <laughs> it certainly I'm will. Skeptical. It's all. It's all very reminiscent. Not expected when Peter Reid came, yeah. didn't he? And saved had the seven games to to save. Was obviously yeah. different circumstances, a different division for a start, but. It just shows that it can be done when players are lifted because, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not going to compare um, Martin O'Neill to Mick Buxton. No. But um, there the are similarities there because... <coughs> maybe there Terry was Butcher. Terry, was it Terry Butcher, was it? No, I'm saying oh, maybe you compare O'Neill right, okay, to Terry Butcher. Say, um, because there <laughs> certainly were gloomy times as well. Yeah. And Peter Reid came in with these charisma and, you know, and lifted the crowd, lifted the, lifted the mm. players and... You can look at it in that aspect. Of course, it's all, it's always down to the, what what happens on the pitch and mm. everything like that. But it, you know the romant the romanticist of people would like to think well, like the, to think that, that desire. If you instill some desire in them, maybe that desire will will lead to that. Yeah. You know, one more run in the box that midfielder wouldn't have made under O'Neill, and he'll get on the end of something and stick it in there. It could be as it could be as uh, simple you know as simple as that. You just don't know. Only time will tell. You Too early to you judge. You certainly do not because the crowd and this is no criticism of a crowd at the stadium like whatsoever because I will class myself in the bracket as well. That to go with the football, it's been flat for a mm-hmm. long time. Absolutely, has, and, yeah. and 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 I understand. You know, sometimes you think, okay, the fans need to create atmosphere rather than wait for something to happen. But it's it's quite hard to do mm-hmm. that when literally nothing happens nothing every happens. game, every game, not just one week, week in, week out. Yeah. Also, O'Neill, you know, he was up and down the touchline, but not to the extent he was pre- at previous no. clubs. You would have thought that I don't think, and that's that's something you know that other people have noticed. And that, whether you, wh- wh- whether that's an issue or not, but my, my point is that if 
if Decanio likes his attacking kind of player, that's going to get the crowd up. If he's on his feet during the crowd up, that's going to mm. get the crowd up. And like you say, at home to Everton, you know, an early goal, the stadium light could yeah. be absolutely bouncing. And we've got a big game <laughs> next week as well. I mean, well, we have, before yeah. that, so I'm just talking about at the stadium. That's going to be the, the stadium, uh, yeah. That's going to be, you know, that's that's going to influence um, a lot of things, influence the atmosphere. That Everton game, um, because you know it'll only be five games to go, and we could be in a very difficult situation. We or we could be in a unexpected situation. Say yeah. we got four points in the next two games, it's it's not impossible. People will be thinking, oh, brilliant, mm-hmm. you know. Everton well, win at home to Everton, yeah. we're pretty much safe. That's oh, what people yeah. will be thinking. Um, always expect the unexpected in football, yeah, don't you? Well, especially if you're a Sunderland supporter. <laughs> I can't believe we're sitting here a week on talking about Paolo De Canio no, being the no, manager no, of no, Sunderland. No. You would never have seen it in a million years, would you? But no. We could um, wrap things up there. Uh, we, we actually got 40 minutes out of that, which, you know, considering... Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, considering... Um, Sort of, you know, things went a bit pear shaped with the two guests we had planned for today. So we're hoping that normal service will resume next week. Um, this is a step into the unknown for all of us. I'm sure you'll agree. And whichever way you think, I think you're just going to have to go with it, folks. Over and out. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.